0: Hello friends, welcome back to the podcast. Today we traveled to Stockholm, Sweden. We managed to track down Anton, the singer of Speedway. Super stoked to finally be able to talk to him. I was put onto this band by my good friend Claudius from Tides Denied. He shouted them out on his episode. And I did my homework. I went and checked them out. I thought the music was super solid. I was really surprised that there's this band out in Sweden doing such an amazing job at that style of hardcore so i reached out to some close friends of mine people whose opinion i respect when it comes to music and turns out everybody knew about speedway except for me so i was like all right cool it's time to play catch up like let's see what we can do to try to help push the band out here in the states that's all i want to do is i want to try to help any band that i'm super into the bands that i'm a fan of so i was uh, doing my research and And eventually got in contact with Anton, we exchanged DMs, planned it out, and I was so happy that we were finally able to make this work, because I always get nervous to ask, especially when it's international bands and there's such a huge time difference, so I feel like it's a big ask for them to either stay up really late to do the podcast with me, or sometimes I'll just bite the bullet and have to get up really early just to make things work, because I want to do these podcasts and put these out for you guys, because I Really enjoy these conversations. Just want to share them with everybody. So it was really fun to be able to sit down and talk to Anton and see how he got into hardcore. What Speedway has cooking? They have a lot. They have a lot of stuff going on. Uh, super stoked for them to finally get some decent exposure out here in the states. Signing to Triple B, such an awesome move on both their parts. So shout out to Triple B for being aware of a band like Speedway. Super sick of them. And yeah, I, I'm just stoked for you guys to hear this conversation and hopefully. You guys are aware of who they are and if not like i always say literally hit pause on the podcast because uh, you can listen to this whenever but i feel like it would be way better if you had the knowledge of the music so just hit pause go to Bandcamp, spotify apple music whatever go look up speedway the ep is self-titled it's super awesome or go to youtube watch their music video such an awesome thing Uh, if you're in a band and you're listening to this uh do a music video it's awesome i love when bands do music videos and i think uh, there should be more of them so strap in and enjoy this conversation it was a real pleasure of mine to finally be able to talk to somebody from speedway so without further ado welcome anton to the show the podcast Anton how's it going
1: thank you very much I'm good how about you uh,
0: it's going all right this is uh, actually I'm on vacation from work so this is my first activity since uh, being off of work so I-, I appreciate you taking the time especially since there's a big uh, time difference between um, us right now so I-, I really appreciate you
1: yeah no, no worries it's uh, it's an honor to be here <laughs> Yeah, I'm going to get ready for bed as soon as we're done here. I think <laughs> you got to get up for work in the morning.
0: <laughs> okay, for sure. Well, let's get to it. So you sing for a band called Speedway, which I am super high on. I did a podcast with uh, 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 another friend and uh, he mentioned Speedway and I'd never heard of you guys. And I, I, I checked you out and I, honestly, uh, like I, I reached out to some people out here in the States to see if they've ever heard of Speedway. And apparently I was uh, late. To the game. Uh, apparently, every that I asked uh, had already heard of you guys. So I was like, "All right, cool." Like I, I guess, oh, I, I, really? I, yeah. So I, I guess Speedway has you know gained some traction, and uh, people were already to you guys. So I was like, "All right, this is awesome." And then by chance. You reached out to me and I was like, okay, this is this is crazy. This is like kind of working. Uh the, the world works in a mysterious way. So you, you reached out and I was like, "Okay, hey, this is a no-brainer. I said before I wanted to put shine on more international bands. And obviously um I thought you guys were awesome and I would I, I had no issue and I wanted you guys on the podcast. So here we are, and I'm stoked to finally be doing this.
1: Yeah, that's awesome. Well, first of all, thank you so much. And I mean, yeah, it's we're kind of surprised over how much traction it's gotten. Like compared to all of our old bands, mm-hmm. and we just noticed instantly that Stevie was something different. Um, like we're we're all in like a couple bands at least, and yeah, it was like a big difference.
0: So I I want to take it back to the very beginning. So you you did you grow up in Sweden?
1: Uh, yeah. Um, um, I currently live in Stockholm with the rest of the band, mm-hmm. but I was born in a city called, uh, or around a city called Örebro, which is, uh, if someone might know the hometown of the band, the uh, Millenkalden, like a skate punk band. Mm-hmm. And so I grew up there, but I moved to Stockholm when I was like 20 years old. So I've lived here for five years at this point.
0: Okay. And, uh, how did you get uh, discover hardcore? Like, how did you get into like uh, you know this kind of music, uh, especially being out there?
1: Uh, well, well, from the very beginning, I, I was a metalhead, so I was waiting like Iron Maiden and Metallica and all that stuff, mm-hmm. uh, and then I had a friend in ninth grade who tried to put me on to bands like the chariot and converge, <laughs> Okay. but that wasn't really my thing then, but he encouraged me to come to a show with his band. Like, we're going to do our first show. You should come check it out. Uh, and that was the first time I attended a local show and witnessed like moshing and all that stuff. So I thought that that was cool. So I started going to shows and uh, this was almost 10 years ago at this point. And. Mm-hmm. Um, and then I like I like got into this, you know, like swoopy hair metalcore, basically. <laughs> okay.
0: Yeah, no, I'm so, very like, familiar. My,
1: my favorite bands at the time were like a day to remember. I loved bringing their eyes and all that stuff. But then, like, I became friends with some people who taught me pretty quickly that you shouldn't be listening to that. That's not cool. <laughs> so uh, I had I kind of felt forced to transition from that stuff pretty quickly, which I guess is fine. <laughs> mm-hmm. And. Um, but then I got into like, so this is around 2011. So I'm 16 at the time. And then I get into bands like, um, American nightmare, modern life is war killing the, killing the dream. So I guess what some would call like amazing core, uh, like the very melodic Mm kind (laughs) of passionate kind of hardcore, I guess. Um, so I was way into that for a while. I had a band that sounded kind of like that and. That was my first band. And then when I was like 19, I got into bands like, you know, no warning guns up kind of stuff. And then it just like evolved from there, like getting more and more traditional as the years went on, I guess.
0: And you being out there, how are you discovering these different genres of hardcore? Because obviously it's like a pretty big bubble. So for you to start with the the American Nightmares, the Killing the Dreams and kind of just like, you know, like work your way towards Guns Up and then the more traditional stuff. Like, how are you discovering these new bands? Are you like following like blog spots or are you just like on
1: like my? No, it was like, uh, it was like mostly through word of mouth, honestly, like through friends and stuff, because uh, in my hometown, that's that like whole melodic hardcore thing. That was kind of what the people there were into at the time. Mm-hmm. And so that's just Happened by itself, I guess, and then I started hanging out with people, people from other cities, and it it kind of all evolved kind of naturally, I think.
0: Yeah, just over time, I I guess you're you kind of. I feel like when I get into a band, I'll like try to dive deep and you listen to everything that they have and try to like absorb and bond with the music, and then once I get to a point where I, I feel pretty comfortable. I'll kind of like feel like all right cool that's like complete for now well let me kind of put that on the back burner let me go see what else is out there are there other bands that sound similar or are there just newer bands that I need to be uh, you know checking out so I kind of get what you're saying it kind of just like happens naturally
1: yeah yeah exactly I guess that's that's how it happened so yeah kind of dig deeper into the whole like to each specific like (laughs) subgenre Mm-hmm. And
0: for you uh, getting hardcore or getting into hardcore back in those early days, um, what was your local scene like? Were there like prominent local bands that helped inspire you to keep you going? Because I, 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 you know, some people get jaded, or sometimes hardcore can get stale to people. So I'm, I'm, I'm just curious what it's like out there. Because here in the states, it, it's like constant. There's always new bands, always new scenes. So I'm not sure what it's like out there, um, in Sweden.
1: Mm, well. Looking back right now, I, if I'm going to be honest, like the scene at the time when I got into it, like to the actual hardcore shows and not like the metalcore shows, uh, it was kind of weak, I think. Mm -hmm. Um, Not too many bands, not too many like crowd participants. um, But, you know, that that got better uh, over the years, I think in like 2014 or 15. And we kind of saw a rise in Sweden, like having a few like young local bands, like do cool stuff. And. And I guess that's also when I like started going to shows like in other cities. So that's like when I got a taste of like the actual hardcore scene and not only the one that was where I'm from.
0: Mm -hmm. I I feel like it is pretty important for, you know, obviously you see that when you're younger, you getting into it and actually going to like the the real hardcore shows and start to see things pop off and I feel like that can inspire kids because if if you like show up and and you realize like oh I have a local scene that I can be a part of. There's kids from my area doing stuff that is actually like making an impact on people. Uh, I feel like it makes it easier. Like it kind of brings down the barriers and it um, it, it enables people to do it easier instead of like looking at it and thinking that it's like so far off. Like, oh, my God, like, how can I start a band? It, It just seems like so much work or how can I book a show? It seems impossible, you know?
1: Yeah, 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 absolutely. Like now, now that I think of it, there was one band from my hometown. Uh they're not around anymore uh, their name was on the edge show forever uh-huh. stupid name <laughs> but uh, Tool- like they started out as a metalcore band then like transitioned into a hardcore band over time okay uh, but those were the guys that like uh they took us to our first shows out of town me and my friends like we would go in their car uh, tag along and all that stuff so and uh, they were always super nice even though we were young and dumb kids like playing in shitty bands and all that stuff so And like some of those guys I still know today, they're, they're all good people. So shout out to them and shout out to that one good LP they put out.
0: To, that's important and that's cool that, that they did that because I, I always like to touch on uh, how important the youth of hardcore is so the fact that those guys in that band were willing to you know take you guys out like you and your friends even though you were young and you said dumb i i think that that's awesome of them to kind of show you guys the way to take you to places that you probably wouldn't have been able to uh, go at that time so i shout out to them and that, that's super sick yeah yeah so you mentioned you've been in Stockholm for five years when you got there uh, was the idea to start a band or like was the scene doing pretty good at that, at that time?
1: I mean 2015 like I I'd say the scene in Stockholm was very good. Uh, lots of people attending shows and yeah there were there was some kind of hype going on I guess uh, I don't know how to how to explain it really, but it, it, it was good. Um uh, but, yeah, I mean, like a couple months before I moved i I had a couple of friends, actually two of the guys who now play in Speedway, and we were talking because I lived in a smaller town i have, I had have moved to another city to study, but I like I felt like shit over there, so I was like, nah, I gotta. I got to drop out i got to move to stockholm because that's where i have friends i'm gonna go there i'm gonna start a band it's gonna be all good (laughs) so we were just talking and all we knew was that uh, whenever we all live in stockholm we're gonna start a band and that was it and i mean yeah that that happened so i guess that was a success
0: (laughs) and when you moved to stockholm there's just uh, you didn't continue going to school to study you just uh, just decided to start a band and just work.
1: Uh, I, I started at another school okay. that was not like two or three hours away from Stockholm. <laughs> uh-huh. So I, I had started like a three year program, but I dropped out after the first year to move to Stockholm.
0: Yeah. Well, sometimes you gotta you know kind of pull the trigger and do stuff like that, especially if you're somewhere where you're not happy, it, it can just make everything just like, like hundred times worse you, you know because if you hate where you live and so it's hard to enjoy anything
1: else no yeah exactly like I, I never made any real friends up there i was just sitting at home all day all the time and like skyping with like the guys who play in speedway right now <laughs> some of those guys
0: yeah so it, it would just make sense to instead of how instead of trying to get everybody to get in front of their computer or open up skype on their phone it just makes more sense just to move out and just be able to hang out in person
1: yeah exactly
0: yeah I, I i definitely know how that is like the last uh because currently i live in orange county and the yeah like the last three months before i moved out here I, I was living at home with my parents i would just play wow uh with one of my buddies who lived across town do you know what wow is
1: Oh yeah, World of Warcraft. Oh, okay,
0: all right. Yeah, wow. Sorry. Uh, uh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, so, we we would play WoW and like we would literally like we were in the same guild and everything so we would uh run dungeons and raids and then we would take a break, meet in the middle uh at the shopping center and we would have dinner and then we'd go back home and play WoW. That was fun. <laughs> and then like did that that's all I would do for for a long time and then ran into like a a friend uh randomly at the local Walmart and we started going to Orange County every weekend because we made like a little network of friends, and that kind of like helped change my little routine. So I'd stop playing WoW as much. I still played, but every weekend I would uh, be like I would be off of work on Sundays and Tuesdays or Sundays and Wednesdays. I can't remember back then, but I would mm. I would work that Saturday, finish middle of the day, jet out to Orange County, spend uh, half of Saturday and then half of Sunday, and then go back home uh to get back to work for monday and i i I did that for a really long time and had plans to move to orange county and i was like yeah this is not cool because sunday would roll around and like we'd be having so much fun and i'd want to stay i'd want to just not have to drive two hours back to where i lived and uh, i was like yeah i was like we just got to do this it it makes way more sense because it at the time it, it seemed like way more enjoyable and that's where things felt right so uh, me and my buddy actually eventually ended up making it work out and we ended up moving so I didn't have to do that drive every weekend and it was cool I st- I-, I still live here it's been uh it- it's been yeah 10 years 10 years uh, next month will be 10 years of me living in Orange County which is like crazy to think about because I didn't think I would last this long you know being so- and I-, I say so far away from home like two hours away uh, doesn't sound that far, but it's like, seriously, it's like a whole world different, you know, like things are just so, yeah, different. no, I
1: got you. Like, it's the same with Stockholm in my hometown. That's also like two, two and a half hours ish. So
0: uh-huh.
1: yeah, I, I know what you're talking about.
0: Okay. So Speedway can you talk about how, uh, obviously you moved to Stockholm with the intention to start a band. Can you talk about where the idea of Speedway actually started? Like when you guys actually started to form the band and write the music?
1: Uh, yeah, sure. I mean, I, I I guess I can pick up where, where I left off kind of because I moved to Stockholm with the intention of starting this band with my friends. We started a band um, we started a, ba- a band called Time to Heal, mm-hmm. which was basically kind of modernized four punch worship, I guess. <laughs> uh, so it was, it was me, uh, Jens and Gabriel, who both play in Speedway. And then we had a singer called Sophia. Um so we put out a, a tape and a 7-inch, did some touring. We toured Europe like two or three times and we toured Japan in 2017. Oh, wow. uh, and then later that year, we just like stopped playing. And uh, like, I guess we didn't really think it was as fun anymore. And um, we got tired of it, I guess. Uh, I was trying to write songs for an LP, but nothing really came out of it. And so in August last year, we just, we got together to do a last show, just like officially call, call it quits there. Mm-hmm. But you know, by that time, Speedway was already like a thing. And because Speedway was like, uh, Jens and I, uh, our bass player had been talking like um mm, while we were still doing time to heal um and he was like yeah we should do like a more kind of kind of still kind of youth crew but kind of melodic kind of band he wanted to do that so and uh, and then at some other point he'd said yo at some time we should have a we should have a band called speedway that's a sick name <laughs> and i was like yeah let's do it <laughs> And so what happens then is uh, our drummer gabriel he moved from Sweden to Japan. And he went to school there for like a year. Um, and during the time that he was away, uh, I started writing some riffs and putting some songs together. And then when he moved back, the three of us got together and like just jammed those songs. Uh, and then we got in touch with, uh, with our friend Emil, who plays in Speedway. Uh, because we knew like he has just the right energy and he's a super cool guy. And he was like, we got to have him in, in this band. So we asked him, would you like to come and like try these songs out with us? And he was down. Uh, and then we also asked our friend Adam, who already plays in like a bunch of bands with us <laughs> outside of Speedway. So uh, I think we started practicing as a full band in May of 2019. Um, and at that point, like when we have a full lineup, we already have like probably four or five songs finished, and mm-hmm. um, and then we just like finish the last one, and then we start recording what would be the seven inch that it's at right now.
0: That's it's pretty interesting. That at at any point did you think about getting another drummer? Because if he moves uh, uh, to Japan, I'm like I would be like, damn, that would feel. Kind of like things could be ending because that seems so far away and it's just like you don't really know you can't really plan for somebody's future that far in advance especially if he was going to be planning on being there for one year that's seems like a long time to wait for somebody to come back to do a band you know
1: yeah but i mean like it we knew we knew a few months in that adv- in advance i think mm-hmm. and at that point like we were already pretty tired of the band uh, so we didn't really feel like it mattered like if we were going to continue we were like, oh, well, this just buys us some time to like sit down and just write songs. But, you know, obviously like that didn't happen either. So um we weren't really bummed out.
0: And and writing the, the songs and before putting out the EP, uh, was there any thoughts of uh, trying to do like a demo first or a promo before putting out the self titled?
1: Uh, yeah, I mean, like we uh we didn't know what we wanted to do with the songs uh, when we recorded them. We just recorded them and we said, "Yeah, let's just try to make these sound good. And let's decide on the format later. And then we just happened to find uh, our friend Klaus, who runs the label uh, Svensk Hardcore Kultur, which is like Swedish Hardcore Culture, his label is called. Mm-hmm. Um, and he was like, he was down to do the seven inch like straight away. So we were like, we are not going to say no to that. <laughs>
0: yeah th- th- i feel like that kind of just uh gives you like a, a kind of like a like an early advantage to have somebody help distribute it uh, since they already kind of have a platform so they can put it in a bunch of or put it in front of a bunch of people's eyes that normally wouldn't see it from like a newer band
1: no yeah exactly yeah
0: <laughs> okay uh and i, I always feel like whatever band does uh self-titled um whether it be like an ep or full length that it, it it's pretty important because it's the name of your band so I feel like it, it has to be like a banger and uh, you know it could speak you know volumes uh, so I I think it's uh, you know cool and interesting that you guys decided to you know do that right away come out with a record that's self-titled can you talk about why you guys decided to do that instead of like coming up with a different name
1: um I don't think we discussed it too much. I just think like it happened naturally or like by itself, because. I think I gave it some thought and I didn't really find any like lyrics or a song title that I think would fit as a record title. Mm -hmm. And so I was like, oh, well, hmm, if we're going to do a self titled record, then I think uh, why not just have that be the first one? That, like makes sense because yo what's up here's the speedway this is us and this is speedway by speedway mm-hmm. i just thought it made sense and we never really had a discussion about it, it just like happened
0: okay well not a bad introduction if i'm going to be honest like like i said <laughs> thank you great record um uh, when i was uh you know kind of looking you guys up on youtube trying to find uh, if any live footage uh, I couldn't come up with anything. Mm-hmm. Do, do you know if there's any live which outside of that that one music video that, that you guys have out?
1: Uh yeah, there is. Like we we've played two shows and there's footage from both of them on YouTube. Uh, I can send you some links later if you want to. Please. Um I, I... It, it's pretty crazy. We our first like actually our fir- first actual booked show was like supporting Shelter in Stockholm. Oh wow, okay. uh, uh yeah, that was like craziest thing we've done i think (laughs) um so okay well depending on how you look at it we've done two shows so we did like a surprise appearance like we had this annual fest in stockholm called the live and wealth fest okay and so there was a pre-show on the day before the actual fest which is like a whole one day thing and and there were just like a few like swedish bands playing the bill and like just Right before the last band called Give Today, shout out to those guys we're going to play. We just said, hey, can we use your instruments, like play two quick Speedway songs? And they were like, yeah, sure. Because no one had heard of Speedway up until then. This was like August, I think. So the songs were done and we had recorded them. Just we hadn't been talking about the band. So that was like the first glimpse of Speedway for the public, I think. (laughs) That's awesome. Um, And the reception was really good. But
0: is that strange to to hop on stage to people who have no idea who you guys are and just jam
1: out? Uh, Not for me, because when I was a teen, like back in my hometown, when I was like 16, I played in this like really shitty, like fast core band. Mm
0: -hmm. Uh,
1: And we had like this gimmick that we would almost never play a show that we were actually booked on. We just asked people to use their instruments, like really like annoying kids stuff but uh so I, i'm used to that stuff but no nah, it was good it was just a fun surprise for everyone including ourselves i think
0: <laughs> yeah i, I think it's awesome to be able to get out there and just kind of put it out there in front of people especially in, in a live setting because that that's something that a lot of us these days are um you know missing and looking forward to you know experiencing again
1: yeah yeah of course and i mean we, we just want to like get some hype going because now we knew like the songs were done they're going to be out sometime soon so let's just give the people the taste of what's to come but then you know like it took almost like (laughs) like a whole year until the songs actually got released because like yeah i guess that's how how things work sometimes
0: (laughs) yeah i kind of hate that waiting game because like you'd be surprised like bands will have these records complete but due to stuff with the label or the way that they're going to want to do the rollout for the record, it will take a while. Even after the the record's done, right. so so it's cool uh, that uh, you know that, that you guys are still stoked on the music even after you know having it for so long. Because like you know the the, the normal audience, it, it's fresh for us because we didn't really get to know the whole process while it was happening.
1: No, no, I, yeah, I know that game. Like. I'm still not tired of those songs, like especially since like we've barely gotten to play live. Like we did that surprise appearance. Then we did the shelter show mm-hmm. uh, and then like two weeks after um, we had Ikulu come to Sweden. And so we played a show with them uh, and my other band that I play drums in called Existence also played that show. So that was that was a really good show. Had a lot of fun that night. Yeah.
0: Ikulu and a super awesome band. I'm like dying to hear new music from them because they're. Oh,
1: uh, yeah. Same here. Like, honestly, probably my favorite band going right now. Okay. Shout out to those guys.
0: Yeah. Uh, awesome. Very talented group of people. So shout out to Ikulu. Uh, hopefully they're working hard and we get to hear new music at some point, hopefully sooner than later.
1: Yeah, I saw those since stories. I've seen that they have new music. I just want to hear it. <laughs> um, can't wait.
0: So I'm I'm curious. Uh, you guys have a music video uh, for Endless Stride. How did you guys decide on doing a music video for that song over
1: the others? Um, hmm. Good question. I mean, it's kind of a standout. I, I think it's a bit more melodic and like like pop catchy, if you if you know what I mean. OK, <laughs> like compared to the rest of the songs. Um. And I mean, I I think it's my personal favorite. I I don't know about the others, but it's a personal favorite of mine. And I really like that, like, huge part in that song. And we just thought the video would fit that one. Um, And we also had to have a music video because. um, Or I don't know if we did the video. I guess we just wanted to do it like for promo purposes, but like we managed to be on like this uh, web program that a Swedish national like public service TV channel has. And they did like a video like interview or whatever with us. Uh, and then I, the whole idea was that they would premiere the music video. Um, so that was, I don't know, it was my first time doing a music video. So that was that was fun. And uh,
0: did a lot of people watch that uh, thing on the Swedish national televised thing that you guys did? Uh,
1: it seemed like it. lots of people were talking afterwards. <laughs> uh, but like the music video itself, I don't think it has that many views. So, mm-hmm. but, you know, it, it's whatever. It was fun to make. So it's nice to have it out there, I think.
0: Yeah, I like in in this day and age, obviously, like, growing up mtv and like uh, bet was like more popular when they actually showed music videos in my opinion they uh, were about the music so that's what i loved growing up that's how i got to see you know these people in these bands got to like recognize their faces was through watching their music videos and i i loved how creative yeah. people would get uh, but i feel like as time you know went on with like social media and just things just kind of being in your face and just being way more convenient and uh, there wasn't really a, like a whole lot of uh i'm trying to figure out what the right word to say uh, i it, it, it didn't seem like th- there was that much need for music videos anymore because it, it, nobody really wanted to get on mtv and even if they did like mm. they weren't really showing like a, a whole ton of music videos so i felt like there was like a big drop-off in like n- not even in just like not just hardcore but in just uh more music in general that people just weren't doing music videos as much so Whenever bands like you guys do music videos, I I always think it's so cool and I wish more bands would do it uh and i wish that oh know, yeah same same yeah because i feel like th- th- there could be so many cool concepts that bands could do but like i don't know if it's just like logistics maybe they don't like you know the there's not it's just not in the budget or maybe they don't want to i have no idea what the um, answer is but i feel like uh, it would be way cooler if more bands did music videos because it would be so cool to be able to just see like uh, like just another creative side of the band
1: no yeah i agree completely Like. Like, our video is, like, pretty boring. It's just, like, standard performance stuff and, like, some B-roll in there. But, like, mm, as I said, it's cool to have out there. And, like, I personally, I love watching music videos. Like, I could go on YouTube and just watch a bunch of music videos. I love that stuff. So, uh, I I agree completely.
0: Okay. And do you know, uh, do you have any more coming down the pipeline for any of the other songs on the record? Um.
1: Uh, I don't think so. We haven't discussed it really, but um, yeah, you know, maybe we'll see what happens like with new music because like we we have a bunch of new music in the works. Uh, So we'll see, maybe something for that. I don't know. (laughs)
0: Okay. Um, I want to get there, but um, (laughs) yeah, sure. So leading up to the podcast, I was like, you and I were in communication, uh, you had mentioned that. You had gotten uh, somebody from the U.S. to distribute your seven-inch, and I, I was real curious. I I, I didn't ask because uh, I, <laughs> I I felt like you know it hadn't been announced yet, so I didn't want to you know uh, try to get some you know knowledge or whatever. I was like, I'll just wait and just be patient and uh, you know see who it is. And, and I was curious because I, I was kind of thinking about the landscape out here in the states and all the you know people doing record labels. So I was like, okay, Speedway could land in a couple different places. Uh, but then it came out Mm. that you guys uh, you know uh, linked up with Triple B which I was like okay that actually is like a really good fit can you talk about uh, where that relationship started and how you guys ended up uh, you know linking with them to put out the vinyl out here in the States Uh,
1: yeah well first of all it's so wild (laughs) like being like being from Sweden and like being in like in like small hardcore bands all the time and you're like like ending up on Triple B is something like we joke about. We're like, we start a new band and we're like, yeah, we're going to put out a record on Triple B because that's like, that's not something you do when you come from Sweden or come from Europe, like, generally speaking. Uh, but OK, le- OK, let me give you the full story. So me and my friends, Eric and Linus, who play with me in my other band, Existence, and um, we're outside this restaurant waiting for some Thai takeaway. And then I... I get a notification on my phone saying that triple B started following Speedway and I, I kind of freak out. And then the Speedway group chat like goes off. Everyone's like, yo, did you see that? What the fuck just happened? (laughs) Uh, I'm getting all like (laughs) getting butterflies talking about it. Uh, And I was like, oh damn. And then we get another notifications like saying that he wants to send us a message and we're like, what the fuck is going on? and basically he says hi guys ep kicks ass can i put it out in the u.s and that's just how it went down we said yes and that's pretty much it
0: that's insane i i I can't even imagine you're just out just a a normal night on the town just trying to get some dinner and then like you get this dm and it just kind of changes everything because i feel like once that announcement came out and then just kind of looking through uh, their comments on the post I'm um, talking about uh, them putting out your guys' record and uh, just seeing like a, a lot of like positivity and seeing like kids like super stoked like for you guys I, I thought that was like yeah. super awesome
1: yeah I'm so happy about that I'm so grateful I mean yeah I, I I mean there were a few other labels I don't want to call them out because I don't know if they want that or not but we had a few labels like US labels contact us like either just like saying that they like the EP or just straight up giving us offers. Mm-hmm. Uh, but at that time, we were like already committed, I guess you would call it. Uh, so we're grateful to everyone who's been like reaching out. Um you're all awesome. <laughs> uh, but like I said at the start, like the reception has been insane. And now now with this Triple B thing as well, like reading the comments, like, I'm just so happy. So thanks everyone
0: <laughs> yeah and I, I i can't even imagine like your level of, of excitement because you think about uh, triple b is an awesome label they, I, I feel like they have a really good diverse lineup and uh everybody working over there i feel like has like a good idea of like uh, you know what's going on currently in hardcore so i i definitely appreciate them recognizing your guys's music and being able to you know put it out here in the states and want to help you guys to get that exposure because you think about out here like everybody looks at triple b as like being like the the number one label out here right now um in like yeah. you know the in hardcore in general so so for you guys to be able to be on that and uh you know have them help push you guys i think is like super awesome because i love what they do and a lot, like a lot of people out here pay attention to what they do so just for them making that post I i know that like a ton of new kids have been exposed to, to you guys and i'm definitely looking forward to seeing you know your guys's like exposure and growth like you know happen out here in the states
1: yeah yeah exactly i mean yeah they're the best i mean Shout out to Sam, uh, we're so grateful. Um, yeah, I'm. I'm at a loss for words, man. It's it's so insane this, this whole thing. <laughs> Thank you, just yeah.
0: <laughs> yeah, uh, I I can't even imagine. Just like now, like uh, you can say you're part of the Triple B family. Can we expect any Triple B merch with Speedway?
1: Um. Well. When does this go up? <laughs> uh, it,
0: it, this is gonna go up on on Monday, so the the 26th, so a couple days from now. Uh, you you want to break uh, some okay? News? You know
1: what? Well, well, fuck it. You know? Oh, okay. <laughs> yeah, we um we did pre-orders for some merch like a couple of weeks back. We haven't gotten the shirts yet. Okay. But what? Uh, we launched the pre-orders before the triple B announcement. So what we didn't show in the pre-orders is that the t-shirt we put up has a triple b back print
0: (laughs) oh so sick okay uh
1: so that's gonna be like if you don't hear this episode i guess that's gonna be a surprise for when you get the shirt then some people might hate it some people might love it we'll just see what happens we we thought it would be fun
0: no i i I love that that's so cool you, you guys just kind of kept the the logo hidden from everybody, but uh that that's so sick okay hell yeah no i'm'm I'm, I'm definitely into that i I feel like that would be a good treat i I can't imagine anybody who bought that that would be upset that there's a triple b logo on the back
1: no, I mean, come on, it's triple B <laughs> you gotta love that shit
0: <laughs> yeah that that's so sick, okay, so you guys are. On triple b out here in the states that's super sick and I, I hope uh like i said i hope more people get exposed and more people get into the music um but you briefly mentioned new music you guys have a bunch of songs written are there plans to go and record anytime soon or are you guys going to kind of um, hold off and let the ep live a little longer
1: uh well let's just say that our next release is completely finished it's all mixed and mastered oh wow okay so you're you're already that far all right okay (laughs) and on top of that we have like currently i think about seven or eight songs without lyrics intended for an lp
0: insane
1: Uh, so we we uh, now that we can't play shows we've just been going at it really so just putting songs together like hanging out uh yeah, so there's a lot, of, lot of stuff coming up.
0: <laughs> okay, so I'm curious. Obviously, um, you look at the EP; it has, uh, you know, like its own sound, and you, you already have like you know this next record already you know mixed and mastered, and then you talk about you already have like seven or eight songs past that. Uh, are you trying to keep everything within like the same realm, like sonically or like does everything like, uh, and I say it sound the same, but not like in a bad way, but like uh, does it like, you know, kind of all sound similar in in a way where uh, it it is all cohesive. If that makes sense.
1: Uh, I think it is. I mean, if if you like this, this uh, seven inch that we have out right now, you're definitely going to like the new stuff, but I think we're uh, doing some different stuff and uh, with these new songs Um some parts a bit more melodic and like yeah we're just trying to make everything sound bigger i think so okay. like these next batch of songs that we have maybe they're a little bit less like standard youth crew type stuff if you know what i mean uh, but it's still this basically but it's just something more than that i think OK, and it, it seems
0: like you're so far ahead because I, I don't think I've ever talked to anybody that's been, you know, like sitting on that much music. Obviously, these are weird times, but is there a point where you kind of kind of tap on the brake and, uh, you know, stop writing new stuff? Because there's going to get to a point where um, there could be oversaturation, like too much Speedway. I don't know if that's possible, but uh, do you ever fear that? Because obviously, it, it, it does take time for people to uh, get into the music, to actually bond with the stuff, learn the lyrics and uh, have time to mm. actually just sit and enjoy with it. Because it, if you come out with something too soon, it could be a bad thing or it could be a good thing. Uh, sometimes it, it just, you know, these things just work in different ways. So I, I'm, I'm curious, are you going to get to a point where you're going to be like, all right, cool. We have you know so many songs written let's just kind of take a break before we get burnt out or do you just have like you know a super creative process where you're just going to keep going and just have like a ton of songs
1: ready to go Uh, i think up until now at least we've had a a really good flow like when it comes to songwriting and all that stuff and and, like release wise like we're not going to shove like a bunch of material into people's throats Uh and we're just going to like like now we're we're sitting on material like like we've done before, and like we're used to that, but like writing rights, um, I think we're being kind of slow now for the first time since we started the band, um but you know, obviously that's not a problem since we have stuff in the pipeline, um so I think we're just gonna take our time uh with the songs we're writing right now and just like make sure they come out as good as they possibly can, mm-hmm okay and then also like like i mentioned earlier we have other bands uh who are doing stuff like um we have like Jens's other band called blood sermon and they just started recording their lp and my band existence we have like 11 songs now i think we're gonna do an lp as well and then yeah there there are a bunch of bands really so we have stuff to do and like outside of speedway as well okay well i'm definitely looking forward to
0: seeing the future of speedway because obviously you guys now have like the good backing out here in the states because i I feel like sometimes it it, it, like some international bands can get lost if they don't have a a, a good presence in the united states if that makes sense because obviously oh yeah for sure excuse me it's easy to Um, find bands on the internet and people to stream it on Spotify or whatever. But if you're not like here, I feel like if if you're not here playing shows or if you're not linked up with the right record label that can get you the proper exposure, because it's surprising. It's kind of mind blowing with with how easy things are. Um, But also um, so many things can go over people's heads just because there's so many things going on, like, you know, all at the same time. So, uh, oh yeah. Yeah. So I'm definitely happy that you guys, uh, linked up with triple B awesome label. So I'm like literally looking forward to seeing, like I said, your guys, growth, especially out here in the States. And, uh, it, it'd be a dream to see you guys out here
1: anywhere. Oh uh, yeah. I, I mean, absolutely. um, like we've said in the band, like our, I think our number one goal with the band is like making it to the U S. And I think like with this whole triple B thing, it feels like we've kind of like broken that barrier that we need to get through in order to to like make something happen for real because like, like for us, I mean, going to America, playing shows, that's like a, like a dream. Mm -hmm. (laughs) So I've never felt like, I've never felt this close to actually making that happen as with Speedway. So we're all super excited for when we can finally do that
0: yeah because I've been following triple B for a while and I, I've seen them sign some international bands and uh, to see them actually come out and play like uh, AHC it, it's just a trip to, to to think about that okay cool like they actually uh, worked with the band and it wasn't just some like weird uh, you know promo thing they actually wanted them to come out to the states and have them play and be a part of the fest so I I, I yeah. think you know I, I, th- I think it is possible it's just a matter of when things are like you know going to open back up or whatever that whole thing. So I'm um, I, I I can definitely see it happening. Just l- like I said, just I'm um, talking to people out here um who I I feel like you know have a, a general good taste in hardcore and them knowing about you guys before me. So I I, I think like there's already like this buzz going. So I, I wouldn't be surprised. That's so sick. <laughs> but you you mentioned i uh, kind of want to put a pause on speedway i just want to talk about your other band existence because uh it, it, it's cool for oh, you yeah. to, to to be active and uh, do multiple bands because uh obviously to, like to me when i look at that it just shows that you, you just actually like love hardcore and love uh, being a part of it so for you to be in multiple bands i i think it's cool because being in one is hard enough but if, if you can just talk about existence for a little bit
1: oh yeah sure well Existence has been around for longer than Speedway. Like, we started out in, like, late 2016, I think. Mm -hmm. Um, We put out a demo tape on uh, on the UK label Neutral Words Records, which is uh, run by uh, Max. He plays guitar in higher power. Okay. Uh, So, because our singer, hmm, he has this, uh, he knew a bunch of guys from the UK scene because he had, like, booked uh, a bunch of UK bands in the past so uh, that's kind of how we got linked up with them if I remember correctly Um, so we put the demo out there uh, and we go like they booked us to play the pre-show for Outbreak Festival in Leeds Okay. Um, so we go there play the show and like do some tours around Europe and stuff that year. Um, and then we came back to the UK, like around New Year's, and this is between 2017 and 2018. Uh, and then we started talking to Ola, who runs Quality Control over there. Uh, and we basically decided that we're going to do this evidence together. So in June of 2018, we released our first Uh, seven inch and uh, that year we also got to play the actual like outbreak festival uh, with some really sick bands i think that year was turnstile code orange floor punch like a bunch of cool bands like fury high power and like a bunch of awesome uk bands
0: and twitching tongues
1: oh yeah that set was so fucking good
0: (laughs) i love that band so much like i i'm seriously oh
1: they're sick
0: I, yeah, I, I think that band is just so amazing. So I'm like dying to, to see them again. So if anybody's who's listening, uh, go bother. Twitching Tongues, uh, tell them you want to see them play again. Because they, they had some shows booked. Uh, they're supposed to play here in California. Obviously, they're from California. But they're supposed to play these. Uh, it was like a record release weekend for that band, Drain.
1: Oh, right. Yeah, yeah.
0: yeah. So, it, I and, and I was gonna go. Like, I was gonna drive up to uh, Northern California to see them up there. And then there was an LA show, um, you know, which was like forty minutes from where I live. So, I was like super stoked to finally be uh-huh. able to see them again after so long. Uh, but then uh, it, it got canceled. So, I'm just dying to see Twitching Tongues live again. So, if anybody's listening who enjoys Twitching Tongues, go message the band. Go bother Colin and tell them you want to see Twitching Tongues back. Why?
1: yeah for sure like i I was standing on the stage for their set i was just just, like watching the drummer go off like he's amazing Mm -hmm. and i was just like watching my singer as well venus he was like going off in the audience it was so fun to watch yeah Um, (laughs) i'd love to see that band again
0: what was that experience like for you guys to play that big of a fest because i i think whoever books that as i have no idea who it is uh, they do a pretty good job at uh bringing over uh you know bands uh from the states that are currently doing uh big things so i, I always like enjoy that lineup because you think because you think about code orange turnstile those two bands headlining and you look at what they're doing now yeah. like you know super big bands uh you know kind of broke past like our hardcore bubble which is awesome love those bands so i i always uh you know like to see uh those lineups and see what uh like those uh whoever books the faster are, are who they're interested in from the states
1: oh uh, yeah i think definitely like outbreak is probably like the most like prominent fest in we have in europe at the moment
0: mm. like
1: the lineup is always so good
0: yeah didn't they just didn't they announce uh outbreak 2021 already which is uh insane. oh yeah i
1: think they have like Madball, the youth of today i think they had like knock boots and a bunch of bands
0: I, yeah. how can they do that <laughs> That that's just so crazy to me because <laughs>
1: because <laughs> no it's like a lot of bands <laughs> yeah man. and a lot of like big bands like huge cost to fly all those bands in i guess but it, it, it's,
0: it's a pretty uh big gamble because you, you got to think the state of uh the world um and i, I talk about it every episode but i don't want to go too deep but like you, you think about just trying to get people from the states to other countries where they don't really want us entering right now i i, I think it's like a bold move right. to, to uh book it and announce it so early on when there's not really <laughs> a light at the end of the tunnel for the pandemic right now
1: no yeah i i agree completely i mean they already announced like what is this like 15 bands or something like that yeah and the
0: majority of them are from the states so i'm just like yeah yeah exactly <laughs> like where <laughs> like where are the local bands I, i'm yeah I, I just think it's an interesting move uh i i hope everything goes well like i i want to see uh things like this happen again so i'm and, and obviously it's their uh, 10 years so it's a big deal for them and oh yeah and uh you know a lot of cool bands like shout out, uh, knock loose. I, I love that drains on there. I, I'm a huge fan of incendiary, uh, fiddlehead sanctions of all, but everybody, like all, all, all the bands from out here, narrowhead, uh, just put out a cool new record. But I, I, I just really hope that, uh, there is some, you know, positive movement and, uh, people are able to get from the United States to out there in the UK to play outbreak.
1: Yeah. Yeah. I, I don't, I don't, I almost feel like I want to go to this. <laughs> How far would travel is that for you? Uh not too long. I think like two or three hours by flight, and then like let's see, what city is this in? I think it's like um oh, Manchester. Uh, well, I guess it, it would be easier to get to Manchester than Leeds because like I think Manchester has the actual airport, so that's good.
0: <laughs> okay. Yeah, I, I've never been to the uk i've never been to sweden so i'm like i I talk about whenever this whole thing is over and it's okay to travel like internationally uh i want to do that more so that's like something that i want to like try to experience at some point in my life
1: yeah yeah i get that i want to go like to a bunch of different places like not only like as a band but like in general i I just want to travel more because i haven't really done that too much
0: have you ever been to the United States?
1: No, that's like my, number one on my bucket list. <laughs> okay,
0: that's interesting. Uh, if you're, or, or whenever you're able, or if you had a choice, where would the first place um, you'd want to go out here in the United States?
1: Uh, <laughs> I don't know too much about it, man. Um, well, I guess like, hmm. Well, California seems nice. I hear a lot of good stuff about California and the weather over there. So,
0: <laughs> yeah, it's all right. I well, and I feel biased because I've lived here my whole life, so I don't really know anything else. Right. <laughs> so it's just like, yeah, like I I like it. I couldn't imagine leaving. And it's cool because it, it, it seems well, not it seems like it, it is a, a destination for a lot of bands. So whenever any major tour happens, uh, it always not always, but most time uh It will come through California uh, and we'll get multiple stops, either in L.A., Orange County or San Diego. So it's it's something like Southern California is uh, like a nice place to be. And even uh, Northern California, there's a cool stuff up there and a a really great scene going on right now. So that wouldn't be a bad first choice.
1: No, I don't think so either. But like, am I right in saying that it feels like in general there are more tours happening on the East Coast or am I just like getting like the wrong picture?
0: Uh, no, I, I I wouldn't say that. I I, I feel like uh the I feel like the, the bands on that side are a little more active when it comes to touring because it's so much easier because the 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 states are closer together, so they can hit right uh more states in a shorter amount of time versus when they're out here on the west coast because uh uh if, if you do like you know regional stuff if if you come to the west coast obviously like the big markets are in california obviously there's a great scene up in the pacific northwest but for them to mm. to uh, go from the pacific northwest go all the way through california and then you go to nevada in the entire state like the, like vegas is pretty active i don't know if reno is still doing anything out there um if anybody from reno mm. or knows anything going on in reno let me know and then there's some awesome stuff going in are going on in arizona uh but but to get to you know if you do pacific northwest california and if you go through arizona and then there's new mexico then texas but at, at that point you're like holy shit this is uh, you know more than regional we might as well just do a full u.s tour so <laughs> right. um yeah so i, I feel like uh, bands on that side do more more regional stuff on that side which is fine because for us like the the majority of the bands california they'll you know drive up and down so like we'll get a lot of like our stuff but
1: mm. but yeah
0: i w- wouldn't say you're wrong in thinking that
1: Uh okay well you know I- i'll go wherever you know <laughs> i just can't wait to get out there and like meet new people make some new friends like play some sick ass shows that's all i want to do really
0: film your next music video Uh, if everything works out film your video next video in the states maybe contact a local videographer or somebody that would be so sick
1: yeah that'd be awesome
0: (laughs) dude that'd be yeah that'd be trip. eventually in in the future it'll happen you guys will get out here
1: yeah i think so too it's just a matter of time um
0: one thing that i didn't ask you about the, the the seven inch uh I was always curious about the artwork. I I know it was done by one of your members. Uh, do you know anything about it?
1: Oh, yeah. Um, I don't think really there's too much to say about it. I mean, he drew it by hand. It's some weird squiggly stuff and a bunch of ears. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. <laughs> to, no, I don't really have too much to say about it, I think.
0: So no significance to the colors that were chosen because I, I I look at that I'm like okay there's only you know two different colors and I, mm. I'm just like try I, I always try to overanalyze because I'm like okay is, is there like meaning behind that or is it just the way it came out and there's really no in depth uh, meaning to the green and the purple?
1: No, I mean like he he I remember him trying out a bunch of different colorways for the like the background stuff mm-hmm. that's that's on there, but it just ended up being green and purple like you said. Um, Yeah, so that's pretty much it. Like for the Europress of the vinyl, we did some uh, like special pre-order covers where we did uh, some different sleeves with like a 3D kind of effect on the cover. And then we also sent everyone a pair of 3D glasses to go along with it. So those those are pretty cool. (laughs)
0: Oh, that's awesome! That's that's uh, such a cool yeah. idea.
1: Yeah, so it's kind of like, yeah, three D ish. Yeah, yeah it, it was fun. No. it was like the label guy, the Klaus, or friend class. That was his idea, I think. So shout out to him.
0: Yeah, that's a good idea. I I love when bands get a little extra with these like special covers. So whenever anybody uh, you know just takes that extra step to make it special, I, I'm, I'm always like, you know, down for that. And I think it's like such a cool idea. And the, the fact that bands are willing to, to do that is really awesome. Yeah, it's so much fun. Okay. And I'm, I'm just curious, like, what are your thoughts on uh, like the hardcore scene in general? Like, do you guys or do you pay attention to what's going on in the States a lot?
1: Well, I try to. Uh, I try to keep up because, like, there's not enough good hardcore in Europe, I think, that I can dedicate all of my time to. And, like, I, I got to seek out stuff in the US because that's where we find quality stuff most of the time. And mm-hmm. uh, not to say that there's only bad hardcore in Europe. I mean, shout out to all my friends in Germany and Poland and obviously the UK. Uh, But yeah, U.S. hardcore, I guess that's where it's always been at. And that's where it's at right now as well.
0: Do you see a time in the future where uh, obviously, uh, you know, guys like you who've uh, been around doing bands uh, could inspire enough people to kind of grow the scene out there to a point where it's as big as the United States, where there are more bands uh, that are active and writing, uh, you know, more. And then obviously they'll raise the quality of everything.
1: Mm. that's like it's so hard to imagine that happening, but I guess that I guess that would be possible. I, I don't know how though. Um but I mean there there are definitely bands like that I can see uh, are inspiring to others. So I hope their influence can like make something positive happen for the like big like the European scene as a whole. Mm -hmm. i'm thinking about bands like there's this german band called spirit crusher okay i'd probably say they're one of the best european bands going right now like kind of chromax kind of vibe
0: they played the one of those half heart reunion shows right uh correct okay yeah i'm familiar yeah because i uh so for for bands in the states it's always a cool thing to be able to go and tour europe and the uk and obviously it, it, it's cool uh, for you guys to, to make it out to the states so it's just like for me like when, when i look at the international scene i always wonder like why there's like such a big drop off like when it comes to you know um, quality bands because obviously uh, we know about the scene out there you guys know about us and then i'm just kinda like where where does the the drop-off happen because it, it, it seems like there's just like not as many active bands out there and i and I, I would love to, to to see things grow and for kids to be more active and more uh cities across um you know europe and the uk just to grow it in general because obviously it, it, it's been around for a long time because if you just like you know, just mm. do a little bit of research like uh, hardcore goes back like you know pretty far for you guys so i'm i'm, I'm just curious oh yeah yeah, so, so um, I'm always just curious, like why, like there's not like more bands, uh, you know, being more active at like at once, if that makes sense.
1: No, I, yeah, I think I get you. I mean, it it's hard to say, really. I, I mean, hardcore, like in Europe, from what I've understood, like especially in Sweden, like hardcore was such a huge thing like in the '90s. Mm-hmm. Uh, I mean, like. Classic example is like northern Sweden in the 90s. We would have like, like several hundreds of kids attending shows every single week. That's what like the kids did, like instead of going to like the discos or whatever, they would just go to a hardcore show and catch all the classic bands that we have from here. Like like uh, Refuse and all those guys.
0: And the record label that you guys are working with out there in Europe, their YouTube page I was like doing some browsing and uh, they have like a ton of mm. like older footage uh, is that all based in Sweden
1: uh, I think so I haven't checked the channel channel out in a while uh, but like the guy who has the Mabel he is kind of an old timer I guess he's like probably I think he's about 40 years old or something like that and um, so he, he's been around for a while and like his label started out as just an instagram where he would post stuff about like old swedish hardcore like especially like 90s and uh-huh. stuff
0: yeah because if you go to the youtube and page Penny just
1: like started putting, putting putting music out as well
0: that's awesome cause- When I I went to the YouTube page initially, I thought I was on the wrong page. So I was like, wait, where's Speedway amongst all this, like, you know, like older (laughs) stuff. And I was like, wait, did I click the wrong link? But then sure enough, like I was at the right place, but it was just there's just a ton of like, you know, older footage, which is cool. It's always interesting to be able to kind of like peek back into the past and see what it was like before your time or even just like you know a couple years ago because things change and move so fast so i I always uh you know like to show respect to people who have like archived these parts of uh hardcore that we can kind of just take time and go and look and see how things used to be
1: yeah right and i mean like sweden has such a like cool legacy of hardcore so it's really cool that he has yeah he's archiving all this stuff through his instagram through the youtube channel like really really cool to watch
0: yeah definitely definitely uh like it, it it's cool to be able to go back and then even uh like people out here in the states like shout out uh steven from 197 media sunny from Hate Six, the mm-hmm. guys behind feet first productions just like uh, i i feel like there's just like so many awesome people doing a really great job at uh archiving this stuff because it's uh it, it, it's really important. I, I can't remember who I was having this conversation with, but I, I was like talking about how important and cool it is to be able to document these things and have the option to be able to go back and, uh, you know, view a set from uh, just like what, like this is hardcore 2009, just like random, just like a, a random show or a random tour, or random fest, because uh, it's, it's, it's just fun to be able to go back and just think about like those memories. If you're there, um, think about how you experienced it live or if you missed it, just to be able to see what it was like. It, I, I always think it's really important to be able to uh, do that. And it, it's cool that there's uh, people around the world who take it serious and actually care enough to do that
1: because it takes a lot of work. No, yeah, I can only imagine like I I have such a big appreciation for what all those guys are doing. I mean, especially like like being from here, like like the tiny glimpse we get of the US scene and all that stuff, that's through those guys. Like we can't get to see like US bands too often. So what do we do? We go on YouTube and watch the full sets. So Mm. it's good now. It's going to be good in like God knows how many years it's yeah such a cool thing really
0: yeah and and just seeing like the advancement of like of like them just taking it serious like getting like the actual like audio mixes from the soundboard and taking it serious that way but then even Mm. like some of the older stuff that that you know where they just pick up just like the audio straight to the camera it's still like even though it's not like the the most like perfect thing but it's still just like all right that's what they had at the time that's the best they could do it's still awesome to be able to watch those videos from those like time periods like way back then Mm, right so i'm curious uh you mentioned you like ikulu but like what other current bands are you listening to these days
1: mm, well a band that always seems to come out on top for me personally is fury <laughs> shout out
0: yeah i uh, love fury. my old
1: band my old band time to heal we played like we played a few shows on their first European tour because we were on doing our first tour at the same time,
0: mm-hmm.
1: so we just like kind of like ended up playing the same shows a couple times. That's so sick. So uh, I've seen them like five or six times, I think, at this point. Dude, that's <laughs> um, awesome, love that band. But so you much. know what else? We got like y'all you know, the new Millspec LP, probably oh. the best hardcore record I've heard in a long time.
0: <laughs> Dude, great band. I saw them at San and Fury. They play like two years was it two yeah it was, it was two years ago they played mm-hmm. and they killed it and yeah that new record is so sick i obviously i think about them and I, I i think like i wish they were more active but like nobody's really active these days so i, I yeah i can't wait to see, nah. to see them again and hear that record live yeah shout out Mill spec great band
1: uh same here we had them come over to sweden uh, this last summer when they were doing the have heart shows uh-huh uh We had them come over for an exclusive here in Stockholm. So yeah, such a great band. I wish them all the best. I miss those guys. Very cool people.
0: What was that? Um, uh, Were you able to see Half Heart before they uh, broke up?
1: (laughs) No, unfortunately not. I didn't see them like at any of these shows either. So I've never seen them. Never will.
0: Oh, wow. Okay. So your your schedule just didn't line up with the, the dates that they had.
1: Uh, well, I tried to get tickets for one of the Germany shows, <laughs> but there was this whole ticket thing that went way out of hand and people got crazy and I didn't end up getting a ticket. <laughs>
0: Damn, I'm sorry.
1: Nah, it's fine. I mean, they're good. <laughs> okay but i'm fine with not having seen them either like it is what it is
0: <laughs> it's all right i i i have a band that i wish i could have seen that i feel like if i if i were able to see them i would be like i feel like i would be completely satisfied with with hardcore but i don't think it'll ever happen so it's, it, it's all right I, I i understand that feeling where like you know i'm just at peace with it uh, it was time and place but um you know life moves on
1: Mm. so so what is the band you want to see
0: there's a band from boston called righteous jams and all oh, right yeah yeah and i never <laughs> got to see them and they the, the last time they came to california to my knowledge they were on tour with uh this band called donnie brook and donnie brook was touring for their new record lines in this game and they played two southern california dates that i had a chance to go to one was at the showcase theater um, but I got, I was like 16 or 17 and I was so scared to call off of work cause I wanted to be such a good employee and I don't want to, you know, be looked at as like a bad person. Uh, so I, I didn't call off a of work I got, <laughs> I was too scared. And then they were playing the next day at this, uh, the this city called San Marcos. It's like the San Diego area. I, I think they were playing the jumping turtle if I remember correctly. Um, and I had a buddy. He was like, "Dude, don't worry. Like, I'm gonna take you. Like, we're gonna go, and it'll be fine." But then, by chance, he randomly got like food poisoning like the day before, so he wasn't oh, he damn. wasn't able to drive, and I wasn't old enough to drive. I didn't even have a car at the time, so I was so bummed. I I missed it, and then the uh you know band just never came back and the members you know went on to do different things and i always bug you know people behind the scenes who are doing fast booking these reunions and that's like the one band i always ask for but i don't think it'll ever happen
1: no that's such a bummer yeah like, that's a good band i i would have been cool to see definitely
0: yeah yeah so love that band to this day um but uh who knows I'm, I'm like you know holding out a little bit of hope because obviously I, I i've i've been around long enough to see uh some bands that people swore up and down that would that would never get back together so i'm just like all right like maybe if i do stick around long enough it'll happen yeah, at some weird yeah. point so we'll figure it out but are there any other like you know bands that you're high on
1: besides fury and milspec um Oh, yeah, shout out to uh, shout out to life's question. (laughs) Yo, shout (laughs) Uh, out Chicago. That's such a sick band. And I'm really stoked to see what they they're going to have coming out in the future. Because like the two EPs that they have out, I Mm -hmm. think they have like a demo too. I'm not sure. But that that's so good. So good.
0: Yeah, they they blew me away. I I feel like uh, the first time I saw them was out here in Fullerton. I I saw them at uh, the, the, the skate shop program and it's a smaller right. venue it's like a diy spot so it was like a smaller venue uh, a lot of homies rolled out so i saw them and like you know kids went off and i was like all right cool awesome band uh and i i didn't really get to gauge like the the like general audience because i don't know i it was just like just a weird night because I, I it was just so many homies and uh, i was like it was like a no-brainer that people were going to go off so it, it didn't really seem anything like special to me but I was able Mm. to catch them at FYA at the beginning of this year and it was like a bigger audience like you know people from all over came out to that fest and when when I saw them live and I saw them get an even crazier reaction than the first time that I saw them I was like whoa like I was underestimating like how special this band actually is so shout out to life's question super sick band shout out Chicago hardcore yeah great great group of people so I think they're super sick So, so it's cool that you mentioned them
1: Oh uh, yeah, for sure. And then we have like, for heavier stuff, like obviously, like Neverending Game, Three Knee Deep. Shout out to Three Knee Deep. We had them play Stockholm last year. Oh really? Such a fun show. Well, yeah, for this uh, fest that I mentioned earlier, Live and in Wellfest, that set was fucking crazy.
0: <laughs> yo, yeah, I saw them. I saw them in Tampa at the Point of Contact rec Release Show, and I just, uh, I, I just saw so many people getting like punched in the face. I was like, this is insane. This is so cool to be here right now and experiencing it. Like I, I it was like a weird like venue that they had never done a show at before. So like I was watching kids getting punched in the face and I saw like people getting like um pushed into the bathroom because like the, the doors to, to the bathroom were like right where people were standing to watch the show. So like things were getting uh-huh. so wild and like people were getting like, you know, pushed in all different directions. I, I just, yeah, I saw like someone get pushed into like one of the bathrooms. I thought that was like pretty crazy. So wild band, great band too. Like,
1: yeah shit gets violent
0: <laughs> yeah there's a there's a new band that just dropped yesterday i, I don't know if you had a chance to listen to them uh, they're called uh, gridiron they're members of Oh uh, yeah
1: yeah yeah i checked it out
0: okay yeah that, that stuff goes uh, off yeah. i like it yeah it, it it's wild to see and like see people from different bands get together and do like these like super bands so i i, I was think it's it, it's mm-hmm. fun to see like what um these guys can come up with because it's like obviously they're already in like cool bands like so you know that they're talented so to see uh, you know different talented people come together to do like these super bands it's it's always fun fun to watch and uh, see what they like come up with
1: no yeah i agree 100 percent. okay
0: well damn anton this has been awesome i'm super stoked and, and i'm so happy that you're down to do the podcast it's, it's always hard uh y- it's, it's always hard for me to ask people, uh, you know, um, that are international to do these weird times. So the fact that you're willing to be able to stay a little later to, to do this, I, I really appreciate it. It definitely means a lot to me and I'm stoked to, you know, be able to put this podcast out and, you know, hopefully, you know, um, help spread the word about, uh, Speedway and everything that you guys are working
1: on. Mm, well, well, thank you for having me. I mean, pleasure all mine love talking hardcore like talking to new people sometimes. <laughs> mm-hmm. So yeah, it's been good. Thank you once again.
0: All right. Well, is there anything you want to shout out or plug before we sign off here?
1: Um. Well, yeah, I guess my, my boys, Adam, Jens, Gabriel, Emil, my existence guys, I want to shout out quality control. I want to shout out triple B and I want to give a huge shout out to the SBU. And that would be it.
0: All right. Well, there you guys have it. This has been another episode of the Jamie RK podcast. Always on top.